Good evening, everyone. This is the Three Marketer Show. Can you imagine this is already the ninth episode? Yeah, you see, every time I come in, I will say that, wow, this is marvelous. I thought we were supposed to do this a few episodes and we're going to end this. Okay, the Three Marketer Show mainly is, you know, just three of us. Sometimes we have guests, sometimes we don't, but most of the time, you will see three of us. So uh, let me do a quick introduction about our, our so-called our co-hosts here. I'm your, co-host, I'm your host, Jason, and we have Manfred as our co-host. Manfred is from Singapore. He's a digital marketer, and he, in, in his past life, he's a programmer. And then on the other hand, we have Andrew. Andrew is a very seasoned digital marketer, and you know, for, he actually salesperson, and he has done, he did a lot of things. In the past 30 years, he has, he has accumulated very crazy experience, and he's really here to share how can he help you to really turn your business digital, I mean, to digitalize your business in a, in a very meaningful way. So uh, for those who are watching, if you can see this, if you can hear this, uh, okay, please remember, you know, if you have any questions, you can type in the comment section below. Today, we're going to talk about email marketing and uh, Andrew is our anchor today because he has positioned himself as the email marketing guy, basically, because he has built a lot of email marketing sequences. And like I always like to tell people, you see, six day challenge, my six day challenge, he built my email sequences and my email sequences, I didn't tell you, right, Andrew? Uh, you know, our email sequences, my overall now, like, not just the six day challenge, is actually contributing three to four thousand dollars in revenue every month for me. You know, the email itself is converting three to four thousand wow. email for me. I mean, uh, in revenue for me, dollars, yeah, not ringgit, yeah, it's dollars. So it's actually not too bad if you look at the whole thing. So That's email cool. marketing really works, cool. but I think we we want to really come from a few angles to. To, to really discuss how can we do email marketing right. So remember, if you're watching this, right, if you have any questions, hey, Chi is already here. Right, if you have any questions, please type in the comment below. And um, if you believe this is something that is useful for your friends, uh, you can share this to your friend. But of course, if this is the first time you're watching this, welcome in. Remember to hit the subscribe and follow button so that you'll be notified whenever we go live. So, um, you know, as we're gonna start this thing, we're gonna start grilling and Drew. But, uh, before we want to start grilling part, you know, let's let me give my co-host some chances to introduce themselves and uh, what do, what is their take about email marketing? What are the experience they have in uh, email marketing? Maybe we can start from Manfred. Oh, uh, email marketing, in my opinion. Maybe you should introduce one. us again. We may have oh. some new people here. Okay, for those who still don't know me, I'm Manfred here from Singapore. I'm I spend more time on Facebook marketing, but that doesn't mean that I doesn't touch other digital marketing. Email marketing is, uh, if you read the Russell Brunson's book, he did mention that this, uh, this guy, he, he went for some TV contest and supposed to get more leads come in. So during, during his TV host period, if he had collected a lot of emails, he can send emails out to reach people. That will be a very powerful tool. But unfortunately, that TV host didn't, didn't collect emails. And email marketing is one of the most important marketing tools compared to many other things. Uh, I remember I did some research for some statistics. I think, I think in terms of email and social media, I think email actually is the first check of the day. And in terms of total users worldwide, email also outshines social media. Conversion rate also outshines social media, 6% to 1.9%. In terms of click-through rate, also better than social media and in terms of ROI is insane and there's a lot of uh, digital marketing experts swear by email marketing but doing it well is a different story. Better leave it to Andrew to, to take over. 
So yeah, th thanks, Manfred. Thanks. I I think they, these are good insights. But of yeah. course, uh, basically, I want I want I actually pass it. I want to hear it from you know Andrew himself. You know what 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 is your take about email marketing? What do you think? Why is this important to a lot of businesses out there? Yeah. You know, you gotta hand it to Manfred. He's our research expert, man. Next time, if I want any of data, I'll say Manfred go and find us some some information. <laughs> Email, email is definitely important. I mean, uh, like Manfred mentioned, you know, half of the population has an uh, email account and these are active email accounts. So uh, if you look at conversion rates, I think they have, uh, Manfred has mentioned it. Uh, you see, generally in traffic, there are three types of traffic. Okay? One is traffic that you control. So what does, what does it mean is basically, for example, if you want to use, you want to target a certain group of people, for example, um, those are basically you run ads, right? So you have certain audiences and all those things. There are also traffic that you do not control. So if you run blogs and all those things, you're dependent on SEO. You're de dependent on Google search. But traffic that you own is primarily your email list. Because once you have this email list, you can, can practically send any emails to anyone as long as you send them clearly at any one time, you know. And... Uh, 60% of consumers basically have indicated that they bought something because of an email that they received. So that's huge. So in terms of email, obviously in, in the digital marketing mix, you have traffic, which is Facebook and all those things. The email should be, uh, should be a part and parcel uh, of the consideration when you do your digital marketing because that's where you do follow-ups. I mean, for example, you look at it in email, when you sign up for a media account, what do you use to sign up? It's your email. Email. When you, when you buy something online or when you do a transaction online, where do you receive your receipts? Either it's post, email. which is now no longer happen. It's basically from your email, your utility bills. It's email, you know. You want to do your, your, your tax return, same thing. They will send you email confirmation. You forgot your password. To your social media, what do you do? Email. So, so email is already this year, it's 49 years old. And um, social media, so since Facebook, if you use Facebook as a reference point, is about 14 years. So, so it's, yeah, but then again, it is still a critical part of, of uh, digital marketing and important in this case. Yeah, yeah. So, I think at the end of the day, a lot of people still, I mean, like the other day, I was having a discussion. I was having a discussion uh, with, with one of my coaches the other day. He was he actually raised this, raised this question to me, which I actually use whatever you share with me to share with him. But yet again, you know, um, although we know that this email is still part of us, you know, it's still kind of like part of our life, but how do we start, you know, like, like eventually, how do we really start email marketing? What, what is the most important thing to, we should have in order to start email marketing, Andrew? Now, obviously, yeah, the Andrew. good way to start is to have your own list. Now, not many people. So, not many people when they have their own uh, email list. So, you can go back to basically using your name cards that you collected. Enter your email into it. Uh, at least use those which are one old. Uh, you know, don't don't go back into like ten years old name cards for bit. But you can actually start from that. Uh, another method is you can either put up a link magnet or basically a freebie that somebody would need to give them 
them their email and you can you know get that freebie it could be a document it could be a guide you know and and that's how you collect your email email address from there on and you nurture them accordingly okay okay i think the lead magnet part is really something that worth noticing because recently i actually kind of like experimented myself right to be frank if you look at the because I've been, I've been, I've been testing things. You know, Andrew and I mm. has been testing things because to build out my funnel, and of course, the funnel that we build has expanded into different kind of funnel, and we actually have multiple funnels running right now. And I, what I realized is, um, email, you know, is really something that, like, I totally agree that it's really something that people people open every day. But in order to start email marketing, uh, because we have the other question the other days, which is. Should we, do I need to have a list first, right? But I think at the end of the day, lead magnet plays a very important part. But okay, but yet again, when you come back to the list, right? But Andrew, what is what is your take? You talk about lead magnet. Other than that, because you mentioned name, you can dig in on your name cards, right? But you can actually check your own name cards. Ah, uh, this is really some method that I don't prefer because, yep. to be frank, most most of the name cards are either old, and uh, a lot of them are using their company email, and the company email may not last because people may leave their their position and eventually this will have a lot of high hard bounce rate okay so this is one of the thing now we also talk about we also talk about build, yep. using lead magnet but what 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 are good lead magnet examples can you actually give us some how to like we are still at this topic of how to build email lists um you know in your in your opinion what are the good methods or probably if you want to talk about lead magnet what are the lead magnet examples that you can give to us to probably kickstart this thing yeah Yeah. Okay. Let me, let me, let me, this is, uh, uh, from personal experience that, uh, uh, when I was working with my former company, we, we wanted to create a lead magnet and, and, uh, my colleague went ahead with a 21 page guide on wow. the technical solution. Wow, uh, we didn't get any very good. <laughs> okay. I know we didn't get any leads. So what we did oh. is eventually we I uh, we then went ahead and created a single pager, you know, a checklist, and uh, that one actually got us lead. So to summarize, basically, in order there are two things that you need to do when you do your lead magnets. Number one is it needs to address a very specific problem. Okay. Um, number two, this this uh, thing must be. When you do the link method, you don't have to tell them 20 other things. You address one particular solution, you address one particular problem, and then you basically give them that solution, and you want to give them a quick win. That means if I download that link magnet, I should be able to implement it immediately. Now, if I can do that, okay, it actually automatically builds that trust uh, with you. And, and what happens is the next time when you follow up with an email, I know that this person has helped me before. It doesn't have to be a very big kind of win. A simple thing that you know, I've thought of, and it could just be a problem just like that. And the one that, that's the type of link that, that works. So you don't need a 21 pager. A single pager, maximum two, is good enough already. Okay, okay. What about, what about courses? What about short lessons? You know, uh, what are the other things other than this pager thing? Because you see, I have another argument because to be frank, based on my personal experience, uh, I think a couple of years ago, I started I started to build a little bit of a lead magnet like, because back then I was so noob, you know, about the funnel building and all that shit, right? So eventually what I did was I actually created an ebook, so-called ebook, like, and then uh, spent so much time doing the design and all this 
um, generated some leads, but you know, I, it doesn't seem to be that high quality. So I think eventually, when it comes to lead magnet, do you think do you think it also has got to do with the market that you're serving? Because what I realize is Malaysian doesn't seem to be reading that much. So if you go for ebook route, uh, it may not work that well. I'm not sure about Singapore, Manfred. I'm not sure. Do you do you do you do you get bait? Do you do you actually buy this kind of like you know ebook kind yeah. of lead magnet, or is there any specific preferences that you have? You know, Manfred. Uh, I, mean, I, I, I want to address this to you personally. I have some experience with B2B before. Um, if normally B2B people are very tongue tied also. And uh, if you have a, a stack of document, few pages, uh, unless it's really very good. Uh, normally I still agree with Andrew, we stick to a one page and solve one problem. Or maybe the title itself is top 10 winning, uh, 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 top 10 way of cutting costs in 2021, specific to your target audience maybe the CTO or, or CEO, then people will, will react to the thing. So that's why the link manager has to be customized based on industry. Okay. Okay, now, so we talk about now lead magnet flying. We, 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 in a way, another, let, let me, yeah. Another, yeah. Um, for the record, uh, let me interrupt a little bit, right? You, I mean, for those who are watching Jason, this, please, uh, you have to excuse us because- you had yeah, let me finish this, Andrew, because I want to inform the audience a little bit about the situation that we are facing right now. I think Andrew is having a bit delay. I think it's about two to three seconds delay. This is really about, you know, just like when you're watching the TV news, uh, then our friend, you know, broadcasting from uh, some, some, some stormy weather out there, they're having this little bit of delay. Uh, I think we're working on this right now. So, uh, yeah, so when we ask the question, Andrew may take a while, maybe like two seconds for him to receive and then he will actually respond to that. So bear with us a little bit about you know different kind of uh, rhythm and tempo over here but andrew back to you what were you talking about just now you were trying to say something is andrew still yeah. there i'm at tatika <laughs> <laughs> yes can you hear me yes we can uh, gotta get gotta get used Got to get used to the delay. Okay. Now, remember uh, a week ago, you actually uh, posted something on uh, Facebook about, you know, can tourism industry continue to advertise? I did. You go on. Yes, I did. And yeah. See, another way is if you don't want to do lake method, yeah. So if you do an, if you want to do, don't want to do a link magnet, for example, what if, for example, you advertise and say, you know, uh, if the MTO was over tomorrow, what are the countries you want to visit or what are the continents you want to visit, right? And you give them the choice of A, Europe to Asia, maybe the, the C is going to be Americas and D, uh, I would prefer to continue work at home. No magnets now what happens is this if they answer this you have your promise them you give them a daily summary of the countries that they selected about the places that they can go mm. it could be linked to other websites it could be linked to other travel sites but you are basically collecting information on their behalf so you don't have to do mm. any link magnets you are basically 
leveraging on other people. Now, what happens after that? Now, because somebody who has selected Asia, you're going to give them Asia content, right? So if I'm a tour agent, I, I have an inventory of Asian. I'm going to list those things down. It could be a simple email or it could be links. And if I'm, same thing, the Europe, Americas, uh, you do the same. Now, what happened to the fourth category? The one who says, you know, I want to get back to work quickly. Uh, I, I'm not going to go for any holidays. I'm going to stay at home and do my work or, or work with the country. This one, you can then send short holidays on weekends. How about staycation, for example? How about maybe a two-day holiday uh, in a hotel? Or how about a local trip to Podixon? Uh, or even down south Singapore, somewhere close, where you can go and do your holiday, have your holiday and have a break and then come back and do your work. So email marketing allows you to actually segment and deliver this sort of message. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to really do link magnets. So in a way, what so I'm actually understanding from Andrews... Because as long as the I... Sorry, the delay... You go on, please. Yeah. I think... Yeah, I know. So, you know, you, there are many creative ways that you can use uh, to actually create, uh, allow to get people to send uh, emails to you. And from there, you can nurture them. You can build up a relationship. You see, the email is a one-to-one -one relationship, you know, between you and the recipient. Although you can do it because you scale, because I send to, but when we write emails, it's actually on a one-to-one -one relationship. And that's the power that you can, you can deploy for an email marketing. So I like, I, like, I like the whole point here, you see, Andrew. I think what I'm actually seeing here is this. You are talking about, you know, this is really something that a lot of people never thought of, which is the one-to-one -one thing. And then when you're able to nurture this, because I remember when we were building the 6DC sequence, right? At one point, you're actually triggering a few nurturing or so-called warm-up emails that you want to get people to repeat the reply and answer. So I think this is something that a lot of people are not counting and not actually building within their email sequence because uh, you know a lot of people still thinking email as a broadcast, which is this is a totally wrong way of talking. Thinking, I mean, looking at email, it's not a broadcast. You have to think of it as because as a as a recipient. Although I know that you must be blast, blasting out to every single one in your list or probably you segmentize it, but I take this relationship or I take this, you know, so-called friendship that we are building personally. So the more you're able to address personally to the person, okay, the more you are able to nurture these people. So I actually implemented this in my recent email sequence. Huh? Uh, what I did was I, I, actually, I actually built a very, very interesting email sequence. So while Andrew is actually facing his, his part, I'm not sure whether he's, he's back to normal already, but I will, I really love to share my, this personal story. Not Greece, not so, not so long ago. I think I, I only started this campaign about, uh, today is, today is, today is Wednesday. I think I started this on, uh, if I'm not mistaken, over the weekend. So can you imagine I am actually, I'm, I'm using a very interesting, uh, so-called, of course it's a lead magnet, but but the lead magnet itself is really something like what Andrew mentioned. It's really niche. I'm only looking at Lazada and Shopee sellers. Now, when I bring them through the door, right, I'm going to offer them some free course. Now, of course, it's going to be an hour kind of thing. But what I, what I really spend a lot of time crafting, uh, it's not the lead magnet. It's the email. 
you know, it's the email that I'm actually using to send them. So immediately you, 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 you enroll into this free course that I'm offering you as a lead magnet, of course. Uh, eventually, I'm going to give you a lot more things. And then uh, in between the things that I'm offering to you, I try to think, I try to set myself to write the emails in a way that I'm, you know, as if I'm writing an email to a friend, as if I'm writing an email to a student. So the way I write this, right, people can feel it. Can you imagine I actually generated, I mean, on the front end, it's, it's really beautiful. I think my cost per lead is less than a ringgit, less than a bloody ringgit. And uh, I'm getting crazy number of leads coming in. I think my leads increase by, at the moment, I think it's growing by about 50 to 100 a day at the moment. But the most important part is it's already generating me revenue because of the email and not just the revenue. I get replies. I get a lot of replies. You know, these people really write back and say that, hey, thank you for this thing. Because I write in a way that they can feel it and the moment they reply back, right? So that is the best way to whitelist an email and definitely your email will never go into spam anymore because this is what Andrew taught me. You need to make them reply to make sure that whatever you send in the future gets to them effectively. I think this is really something a lot of people never thought of, right? Andrew, what do you think? This is a, this is a very interesting win for me, to be yep. frank. It's really doing so well for me right now. I'm glad, I'm glad you know that. Man. But yeah, I mean, same thing in, as in social, it's all about engagement. So in email, uh, they will also want to see engagement. So if you broadcast, broadcast is really, really a very amateur move uh, because you're trying to tell everybody and you don't understand their, you know, their segments or you don't, you don't understand their interests. That's a way, that's the way, uh, quickest way to get them to unsubscribe you, right? So, but when you do one-to-one, -one, when you write as if you're writing to Jason, if I'm writing, if I'm writing an email and, and I, I Actually, in my email, I actually get him to want to me. Same thing as in your, your Facebook post, you know, comment this if you, if you like this, you know, that kind of, that kind of method. It, it's, also it's also transferred to email. So what Andrew is saying, the way I understand is, is this, you know, a lot of people, other than, other than what I mentioned just now, you, when you're writing an email, you're thinking from the broadcasting way, which is like an advertising way instead of the personal relationship building way. So that's the first mistake a lot of people are making. The second mistake that a lot of people are making is a lot of times when people are writing email, they are not writing email with an intention, which is the whole email lacks call to action. You know, you're not really telling them what you want them to do. I think that's one big mistake that a lot of uh, so-called uh, digital marketers are doing when it comes to email broadcasting. Uh, I really learned this tremendously recently with Andrew's help anyway, but let me dig deeper because, okay, because the next question that we have here is this, Andrew. You can take your time to read this, you know. I wanted to talk about how do we optimize to get more of the better open rate and click-through rate. So other than what, I, what we mentioned just now, one of the methods that we use, tested and proven working is to write the email in a way that is personalized and, you know, you really appear directly to the person right in a way that they will feel connected to you, which if you get replies means it's working. I, I will assume that way. And if you get clicks and it's working, but other than this method, of course, the other way that we discussed just now is to write email with strong and uh, solid, clear call to action. That's the second thing that we have right now, right? So other than these two, Andrew, I want to grill you a little bit. Can you actually share with us any one, any one or two more techniques or tactics to increase the open rate and the click-through rate for your email marketing? I don't mind to wait. 
When you catch this, you can start talking. Sure. Let me, yeah. let me, let me start with a, a simple statistics. 47% of people actually look at the subject lines before they open the email. So your subject lines is extremely, extremely important. Right? Now, if you go back into the anatomy of, uh, of the email itself, you have the from name which is basically coming from home. A lot of people make a mistake and say, you know, I use customers at whatever it's.com. It should be personal. Remember, end of the day, as long as mine is, your is a one-to-one -one personal communication. As if I'm writing to my friend Jason, I'm writing to my uh, Manfred, it has to be, has my name into it. So first thing, the from name is very important. Number two is your subject lines, which is basically the header of your email. That's the one that, see, each one of the components from from name to subject line to the hook or maybe the first paragraph to the content and into the CTA, each one of these play a very specific role, only one role, right? So the home name is so that I can easily identify who it's coming from. Where is it coming from? Number two, the subject line is the one that first thing I see, well, it's going to pick my interest. So the role of a subject line is to pick that interest then to click. So when you write a subject line, uh, you write it, one, you write it as you write your friend, so you don't worry about the uppercase, lowercase. Uh, it shouldn't be shouty. It should, it should be, for example, hey, have you checked out what Jason did yesterday? Right? Or have question. you checked out Jason's post yesterday? So that's one. Or I, instead of watch, yes, watch Jason's post on yesterday. So it becomes an announcement. So you don't do an announcement. So we try num. We have tried uppercase and lowercase. We have tried lowercase. We have added one or two emojis, for example. So those are the method. Write as if you're writing to a friend. Because the rules are there's there's no formal rules for emails, unless you do B two B. If you do B two C, it should be open. You know B two B. You have to try to follow against because there's company requirements or company branding and all those stuff. But I tried. Even then, I broke some rules. I didn't follow it. My open rates for those that I didn't follow the rules was actually higher if I wrote a formal email. Okay, so that's the subject line. That's, that's about breaking rules. The, the hook is basically say, when I open, yeah. So when, 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 the, when you do hook, what are the things that actually gets you? Hook is supposed to get you to go to the, to read on to the next paragraph, which is your content. So you start with something as if any movies, you start with so-called a cliffhanger. Or you start with something that says, you know, leave them, give them an open look so that when they read it, they want to more. Right? So, for example, if I were to do Jason's one, I would always say, you know, you know, do you know that I actually made 42 or 4,002 in a single email? It's open. So it's like, okay, what's next? So you want to read the rest of the content. So the content itself is to help you build the desire. So if Jason is selling a course, he's going to use that in the form of a story. He's going to use that in the form of a step. He's going to use that in the form of benefits when they sign up. And finally, you have the CTA. So each one of these components of the email actually play one, one particular role. And your CTA, there's only one CTA. Okay. So you don't, and then the rest is basically either send them to the sales page. 
So that's how you actually get your open rates and CTR. And you're right, Jason. If you don't, if you don't, if not clear exactly what the users do, they don't know what to do. They are not going to click. And and you know what? They're going to say you you freaking waste my time by sending an email which is not very clear. Tell me what I want to do quickly. I'm busy. Just tell me what you want me to what I want to hear. Tell me what I need to do, and that's it. Yeah. Okay. To summarize, I think what we get from Andrew here are really, these are really gems, man. Like for example, what, what he mentioned just now, first is the subject line. Now, of course, he, he would not be able to just drill in and say that how to write a good subject line. But of course, his course is going to, you know, Andrew is actually launching a course and his course is going to cover that, that, you know, at least to give you an idea about what are the things, you know, that you need to take into consideration. But I personally feel the, you know, the from uh, element. I think the from element is really powerful because, um, yeah, you know, after receiving email from many digital marketers and a lot of so-called those so-called gurus and all that, right? I personally feel that if you are able to really put it as a name, like for example, I could do Jason Gunn. Like mine is, if you receive my email, it's really from Jason Gunn. And uh, for the record, I reply those emails. Okay, then the second thing is uh, I do reply those emails. I read those emails. And the second thing is, you know, when I compare to, because previously I actually tested Jason Gunn from Tribe or, or Jason from Tribe Academy, Jason at Tribe Academy. Uh, you know, I dig back and look at the comparison in terms of the click-through rate and everything. Uh, the open rate is not not good at all. It's not good at all. So Andrew gave us two, these are the two points. So the subject line, you know, the from, so I would suggest if you can, right, uh, you, you should actually use your own personal email because you also want to whitelist this thing to make sure that uh, people are, you know, feeling the connection. Right? It's always about the connection building because you have to really take off the broadcasting mindset when you're doing the email marketing. I think this is one of the very important things that you should get. And the third part is, of course, the copy, which is Andrew was suggesting that you need to have a hook. And uh, I personally prefer shorter email. But of course, sometimes I do send out longer emails and uh, those are actually by advice of my mentor over here. So basically, he has his reason, but of course, we do argue from time to time in terms of whether we want to keep it long or short form. But I personally, I personally, based on my experience, uh, you know, I used to write something long. I think the whole part is really important. I agree with Andrew. Instead of, you know, I think raising, making people interested in reading on is really the key. I think the first sentence plays a really important role. But of course, when you work with Andrew, he's able to give you deeper thing. But okay, now we have a question from Chiwai, you know, our, our good friend over here. Andrew, this is a question from Chiwai. Chiwai was asking, what is the good benchmark for open rates and also the click-through rate for email marketing? Uh, I think this is a bit open-ended. I think Chiwai understands that as, as well. But can we give him a benchmark, Andrew? Do you have something? Uh, of course, we have some we have some statistics. This is the industrial statistics from uh, our friend Manfred. So before I post it in, yeah. Andrew, I want to hear from you first. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, Fifteen percent to nineteen percent is the average, but also depends on the industry. Uh, in my when I was doing for B two B, I would be happy with ten percent. Uh, and when I was running another email campaign on uh, on uh, a different info course, I was hitting about forty percent open rates. Wow, four zero. Yeah, powder forty percent. And uh, the difference is the difference the difference is this: in B two B, I cannot be too creative. 
There was there was, there was a, a friend of mine who actually uh, I helped him wrote that's a quick story. I helped him wrote uh, his email sequence for his B two B company. So his business is into uh, basically data storage or, or security data storage. So I suggested to at that point there was Avengers Endgame. Right. So you had all the hype. So I suggested an email header uh, subject line that says. What if the tunnel snap wiped out all your data? What the? They want to scare the and it was ass out of it, man. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. But yeah. it was then, that's, that's how, you know, you don't have to be, you don't have to be what you call those, uh, like those uh, straight, uh, to be too, too clickbaiting, but... <laughs> The, the balance is to write it enough that to, sh to, to get them to see what, what would happen after that. You see. Uh, unfortunately, the company didn't want to run it because you know, they were not comfortable with it. So my experience is between 15 to, to 30%, depending on the industries you're doing it. Uh, yeah, that's why, that's why I, I break all, all, all kinds of rules. Now. But 30% would be, would be a good open rate. Click to rate, you're looking at about three. Like I mentioned, he's talking about six percent. Six percent is conversion rate. So three percent, yes, depending on the offer. Then that one would depend on the offer as well. The an an un question, Andrew. I mean, when you talk about fifteen to twenty five percent and the click through rate of two point five percent, does the least size affect the ratio, the the, the percentage? Let's say you know, is 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 this applicable to? certain list size or it's applicable to all list size like you know some of my friends has about fifty thousand but this fifty thousand you know may not be that high quality but you know i the other part may have maybe like a thousand but they actually earn this list from a different angle but is this is this a, uh, does it does it does it affected is it affected by the list size uh, my question is this but thanks gy for the question if you guys have any questions regarding uh, email marketing you know, uh, we have our mentor here. He is actually the guy who teach me a lot about my email marketing part. And my email marketing is really working so well for my company right now. So uh, if you really want to do email marketing in a different way, Andrew is the right guy. But now, well, you know, he charged whatever it is. But for now, when he's here answering questions, he's obligated to answer this question because he's on my show, right? So ask these questions <laughs> when you have them about email marketing, okay? So Andrew would actually drill on, but Andrew, Based on my question, does the list size affect the click-through rate and the open rate? Over to you. The answer should be the answer should be the list quality, not the list size. I think I like that. For example, if you, I, there was a there was a there was a case uh, I was doing a part of my beta client, one of the participants of my beta client pro program. He has about 10,000 uh, email list, and, and I was trying to onboard him into, into uh, one email service provider. And according to him, the email list that he has, the 10,000, was actually from people who sign up as members. Okay. Okay. When we uploaded, when I uploaded the 10,000 leads, uh, I think about 60% of the emails came back because we, we actually use a, a filtering kind of tool where we, we search, uh, we, before we upload to Miller Lite, 
uh, that was the tool that we was using. 60% of the email came back as, as uh, not valid. And these are really forget the system. It was email was taken from their membership system. It's not, yeah. So, so, and when we, when we, when he ran another campaign, he collected about 900 plus email for new cold audience. Uh, he had 20% people who actually clicked to redeem the coupon and actually bought products from his store. So the quality is, is, is more important than the quantity of the list. Okay. Manfred, you wanted to say something? Manfred, yep. I just want to ask <laughs> Andrew, uh, did he yes. buy the list in the first place, the membership? 60% bounce is quite high, no? Did, did they buy the list? They say they captured or they captured or they or they No, according to him, they captured. Wow. Didn't buy. According to him, he didn't buy. It's captured on the system. Personal email or business email? I go into the e-commerce. I sign up as a member. I do six. Personal email. Mm. Personal email. Hmm. So when I, That's when a I very interesting case study. Downloaded the, the list and did random checks. There were a lot of spelling errors. Yeah. There was ah. a lot of spelling errors. You know, for example, oh. Gmail without an L. Wow. Gmail.com without us, we are gmail.com without an M. You know? So they purposely so, fill in a so wrong would, email would, address. He didn't buy it. Then from there, it's pretty clear that he didn't buy it. It could be just a typo. It could be just a typo. 60%. So what I normally suggest high. is if you can, you do, you do an opt-in. Yeah, yeah. So imagine the kind of money that could be lost if you didn't follow up, you didn't do it properly. So... We norm I would normally suggest to do a double opt-in. Double opt-in is one angle, so I think. I, 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 I personally business newsletter. Yeah. yeah, I mean double opt-in, we talk about double opt-in. Double opt-in is definitely a, the, the industrial standard. You know, all email providers will tell you that you should actually do up double opt-in. But the problem about double opt-in is, you know, you're gonna make your list damn thin because especially for the local Asian uh, so-called preferences, right? A lot of us actually don't bother to go through this and click again. However, um, I, I totally agree that, you know, in, I think the lead capturing, the so-called the contact, the email capturing process could be one of the big factors. Uh, definitely typo because they probably sign up these members in, in, in some environment that could be, these people could be rushing somewhere or they're in between, you know. So when they type, they just simply type. That's why when we are doing lead magnet, something that I always do is I whenever I have I have a lead magnet, right? I always remind them that whatever they are supposed to get will be emailed to them. So that actually gives them the reason to at least you know double check the email that you are giving me whether this is the correct one because you're gonna get it in email. So I think that's at least a way that I'm actually looking at. You know, at least I'm using to 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 make sure that people do at least do a do a quick check lah before you click the submit button else. Definitely 60% is damn bad, man. But thanks for that, Andrew. I, I want to move on to the next question because I think when we talk about open rate and all that, I think the deeper question that we have here, the deeper angle that we want to look at is how do we actually, you know, automate something to get more customers as in like, okay. Now, I, I believe there are stages, right? When it comes to email marketing, Andrew, can you actually brief us at the stages of when a lead come in, what are the things that we should do? And then uh, how, when should we start selling? And how should we actually approach selling using email marketing? Andrew. 
Okay. So in, in my course, I talk about the three-part email sequence. So generally, the three-part email sequence comprises of the welcome email. Then you have the nurture email. Some call it the indoctrination email, which I find it a bit too big, brother. So I use nurture email. <laughs> and then you finally have the sales email. So the welcome email basically sole purpose is to introduce uh, you to them or invite them into your world to explain your background, what you do and all those things. You can write it in, a, in terms of maybe two or three emails. It doesn't have to be a thesis. You don't, you don't write like anything more than a thousand words on email. You probably, unless you have a very engaged audience. So maybe, maybe about 100 or 200 words, that would be just good enough. Then you do nurture emails. So nurture emails is providing value. The idea of uh, this three, this three uh, nurture email sequence is basically to develop that know, like, and trust, these three key factors. So when you provide value to them and you provide information or guides without even selling, that's how they will, they will, they will then basically come back for or, or basically co continue to read your emails. And obviously, finally, you have the sales emails. Uh, the selling email is unique in a sense. You know, there are many angles that you can use to sell. I actually introduced six angles that you could use to sell a single same product. I have six different ways of writing and selling email to sell one product. I think, Jason, when we tried with, our, with your 6DC, we actually had like, we deployed about three different methods of selling it. Yep, yep. So, you tested so, a few things. So these are, these are, these are the methods. Yeah. These are the methods we, that you could use. Basically, your welcome, your nurture, and yourself. So to answer your questions, on average is you do at least three or four nurture emails before you send a, sell, uh, a selling email. Okay. okay. And that also depends on, on how, good your how hot your audience are anyways. Yes, my friend. This, this reminds me of dating. So hello, my name is Manfred. Then the nurture is, <laughs> oh, you like this, this rose, you like this chocolate, you like this uh, dress. Then finally, I give you my ring. Will you marry me? Correct? I think in a way, yes, lah, huh? but you make it too romantic already. Lah. I thought you were supposed to be a scholar, yes. then tiba tiba you become a Romeo. Come on, man. <laughs> Correct. Huh? You meet up with a person in, yeah, in the bar. Hi, my name scholar. is the onboarding. Okay, you want to build nurture, ma? This is the chocolate, this is the rose, yeah. this is the dress, this is the trip. Yeah. Finally, the, the sales sales letter, this is my ring. Will you marry me? Correct, right, right, right. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I mean, I somehow, I mean, I want to chip in a bit from my angle because what I'm actually experimenting, okay, uh, what I'm actually experimenting with this current exercise that I'm doing right now is I put, I put a so-called a nurturing sequence. This is a welcome email, right? This is actually, once they come in, we will have a series of seven emails following them. All right, so this is what I'm actually having right now um, in, in my recent lead generation exercise because I wanted to experiment if, you know, these people would actually do what, I mean, to, to actually consider buying even, uh, you know, when they are new to my universe uh, and it's working. You know, what I did was seven email sequence, Immediately, once they go through the door, right, immediately they sign up for the free training, which is a free one and a half hour course. Okay, then, you know, they have seven emails coming in. And out of the seven emails, three of them are sales emails. 
I was doing a crazy experiment. Like what Andrew said, you gotta break the rules, man. Who said the welcome email cannot sell? Okay, so what I did was, I wanted to see if I'm able to actually break even or even make money with my lead generation exercise. And it's working. And at the same time, uh, it's also helping me to get my other areas growth. I mean, my Facebook group is growing. My YouTube group is, my YouTube subscriber is growing. It's kind of a way because remember, uh, Andrew, the other day we were talking about, I'm planning my another program, which I want to see if there is any way, okay, to make money from the very beginning. Because to be frank, the angle of looking into this is a lot of people don't have the patience and a lot of people don't have the so-called the stamina or even runway to wait maybe like six months, nine months, or even a year down the road to make the whole thing work, you see. That's why if we are able to find a way that actually can make this thing work, but of course, uh, what makes thing, this thing work is, is actually the product that we are selling has to be a total no-brainer. So that is also part of the equation that we need to plan in. You can't be selling a $247 product uh, to a person who just subscribed to your email. But it's perfectly able, perfectly fine to sell uh, maybe like $10 product to the people who subscribe to your email. But if you can, the best deal is what we actually uh, proven with 6DC sequences. We are able to get people to pay us to be in part of our universe, to subscribe to our email, to, be, to, to, to come into our list. So that is, that is another thing. I think what I wanted to, what, what I wanted to bring up the, the reason why I want to bring this up to, to, to share with everyone here is to be frank, sometimes you just have to break away a little bit. But of course, I'm not saying that you want to break away the fundamental. The fundamental are really important. That's why you need to work with people like Andrew or even to buy his course over here. But the thing is, when you are in your own scenario for whatever things that you're doing, because you are unique, of course, Andrew is going to give you all the things that he can. But when you are considering your own product offering, right? you know, you sometimes should actually break away from those, uh, what do we call norms and try to see if there's anything that you can do. Okay, so yeah, now let's bring it to the next question, Andrew. I want to see, this is a very interesting question. We, we just discussed about this just now. Do you really need a list to start email marketing? Do you, is there any way to start email marketing without a list or is there any consideration of It'll this? Be Well, you need to send to somebody anyways. So obviously a list will be, will be nice to have, will be important. Otherwise you've got no emails to send to. That's true. But my argument would be, I think a lot of people have a list is one thing. I think the most important thing in February, whether you have a list or not, is, is, it's, it is about what are you selling? You gotta have a clearer idea. You know, you gotta be really crystal clear, clear about your value ladder, your funnel, and whatever that you're selling. But yeah, because I was actually trying to, I mean, you don't, like for now, I think if I can consider this round as zero list starting, I think it works as well to a certain extent. But anyway, I agree with you. You gotta have some list to start, but um, the reason why we chipped in this question is to try to like, like I said just now, is to challenge, to see whether, you know, to, do you look deep enough into your offering? Yeah, but okay, Andrew, I want to further push on this question. Okay, what makes a good nurturing sequence? How often should I send nurturing email? How, how often should I send nurturing email? And how many nurturing emails should I, should I be working on before I st should start my sales email? What is your take? Uh, you can start 
like what you do now, your, you have your weekly uh, Sunday emails that you send out to summarize your YouTube videos. That could be one. So at least once a week at most. Uh, I have tried, I have personally tried using uh, welcome and nurturing and sales email. I wrote about a 16 sequence email. Wow. Combining nurturing and wow. sales. Uh, 16 to sell a uh, 197 US dollar product. Duration? The duration? Four, four, four days. Four no, days? Uh, uh, five, uh, five days. Five, four days. Oh, I'm going to hit the unsubscribe four, button. Four, email, 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 email per day. Uh. <laughs> wow, crazy. Uh. But 1997. Uh. But are these warm or cold? Wow, that's a very interesting experiment. This was, this was, they opted in to receive some, uh, to receive a, a link magnet, a document, a guide. Mm. Okay. How does it work? How, how, how did it work out? Now, then, I had uh, from a list of, that time it was about, a small list is for 324, 327 uh, email subscribers because they opted in. Mm -hmm. uh, it was, I was doing an affiliate marketing for, for, for a company. So I was promoting their products. So they had videos, Facebook, YouTube, and all the launch stuff. And then we directed, I directed them into a page to download the, the, the notes, the, the tutorial notes, so to speak. I about 300 plus people. And uh, we closed, I closed about 5%. Well, not, not bad. On one Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Yeah. At least 15 now. So, uh, the sequence helps. Wait, one nine nine seven. Wait, dollar. No, it's not the number. Yeah, US dollars. It was. It was not. See, the the idea is, it's not the number of sequences. It's the value that you put in. So when I wrote the sixteen uh, sequence email, it was all about life, about current events, and how this particular product can actually help them give them a, a roadmap to life. So there were many different angles that I used. Right, right, right. So end of the day, okay. and, and there was only one link. I say, if you if you are interested to look at this, then here's the link, and it goes to my sales page. So my sales page or my landing page was the one that's doing the selling. The email was actually get them to read, pre-frame their mindset before they go to the sales page. Because once they, they are ready to go to the sales page, the selling is, is almost effortless. So I was using email to pre-frame their mindset because I was selling something that's unique to um, a lot of people who are new to this particular subject. I, I really right. like the word that you words use, uh, pre-frame, uh, so, as you warm them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So for anyone uh, who wants to learn this, I think, okay, Andrew, can I, can I post the link already about your course? Let me let me post the post the link of your course first. But uh, to yeah, be frank, sure. the course is one thing. You should take a look at this. You know, for those who are really serious about going into email marketing, uh, and uh, basically you have to you have you should take a look at this. But if you want to, you know, contact Andrew. By I mean, by the way, Andrew, you need to come back to this post to comment so that people can contact you. Uh, you know, and then uh, if you want to, of course, sure. if you want con Andrew's contact, you can you can you can message me, and I'll be able to provide. Uh, to you happily, 
Now, while I'm actually typing this, Manfred, I mean, Andrew, is that, I mean, before we actually wrap this up, I want to chip in to Manfred to talk about his, you know, uh, wow. Yes, my website of the week. So you uh, change it to yep. the, oh, uh, yeah, just now the, let me share the screen for website of the week itself. It is uh, Hemingway Editor. So mm. are you sharing the screen? Yeah, I'm actually bringing it up right now. Not seeing yep. anything. Okay, this is Hemingway okay. Editor. Then uh, Jason, if you don't mind, can you help me share the URL, triple W? HamiltonWay.com to both yeah, uh, and YouTube. So you notice that down here there's a passage actually they do a lot of highlighting and you see now here reliability grade 6 for information our good friend Donald Trump's is, uh, speech is always grade 4. So the lower you are the better it for people to understand number words than adverts and passive voice is not exactly uh, advisable. Then there's some phrases with alternate uh, 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 similar uh, ah. hard to read and so, on and so forth so you can make changes there's even a desktop app for it okay this one is free okay so the other screen i want to share with you oh no let me share screen okay so today we have two websites of the week ah. yeah, three the actually one, the other one is andrew's course yeah oh yep. no let me try to find my the other one this one is i i use a paid service this is called grammarly Okay, I open up my Grammarly. Uh, this is one of the passage. You see, let's say example, I'm talking about the Semaco landfill. You notice that they highlight this is a passive voice. So for a paid service one, they will actually suggest words to to, uh, to replace, but I didn't buy. I already stopped these services. But it's so already we, very powerful way. Eh? Uh, we can extend the lifespan. Then you can remove this one because instead of passive voice, it's active Grammarly, voice. Yes. Grammarly is quite good. Uh, so you can extend, see the spacing, the lifespan of, you see, and then now the passage is good. Then you see everything is looking good. So Grammarly is one good choice. And Grammarly, I also use it for my usual WhatsApp message. They come up with a suggestion. A lot of people are using Grammarly. So both tools. So uh, uh, you can actually, uh, Jason will actually share both the links out. Grammarly, it's and, uh, yeah, Grammarly and this Hamilton way. And uh, that, that's all for, for today for website of the week. Thank you so much, Manfred. You're always the reliable knowledge bank. You know, any questions, any topic you want to actually go specifically, right? I mean, you have to. Thank you, Manfred. man. Whoever yes. who needs, now another thing add on, whoever who needs a good researcher, I think you should really consider Manfred. <laughs> uh, this guy, I tell you, you throw him any bloody topic, he can actually come up with a lot of things for you to actually chew, 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 and all that, right? Dig, yeah. dig, dig, man, this guy. Okay, Andrew, back to the topic that we are at right now, right now. Um, you know, can we, can, can, I mean, can you give us a summary about email marketing? Why should you do it? How to do it right? And uh, how can you help them do this right? Andrew, did you catch? Well, why, why, let's start with the first one. Why, obviously, because it's the, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, let's cool down. <laughs> Why you should do it? Definitely because it's an asset that you own, it's within your control, and your cost is relatively cheap compared to running ads, and it's very targeted. And the best part is it's immediate. You can see the results immediately. 
either they click on the link or either they respond back to you or worse, they unsubscribe. Whichever way, you get a response back to them, right? And it, the traffic is within your control. Uh, what was the second one again? Second thing is how to do the email, how to do email marketing right. And how can you help them do email marketing right? Okay. At the most basic, and that's where I started, uh, like, like we mentioned earlier, write emails uh, as if writing to your friend. Uh, and Manfred has shown the Hemingway uh, app. Your email doesn't have to be, does not have to be very technical. It is basically a plain English. Better still if it's for the fourth grader because it's easier to read. And you don't really need to write long emails unless your story is compelling. Okay. Uh, I mean, nobody complains watch game for three hours. But you watch other movies for more than one and a half or two hours, certain boring ones, then you probably complain. So, so the story, the, the quality of the story is important. And then the third one is this. Uh, that's why when uh, we were was working with Jason, I found out that a lot of people had these questions about email marketing. And that created a course uh, where I take you through the fundamentals of the emails. I take you through the three-part email sequence. Um, basically, your welcome, your nurture, and your sales sequence. And I also basically tell you the components of the email that you should be aware of. Uh, so the idea is to be able to, when you go through the course, you, are, you have the content and the knowledge to be able to send an email campaign, at least within seven days. It's not rocket science. It's just that you just needed the guided tools. Now, I will not provide swipes. And basically, you can get a lot of email swipe files from the internet. Primary because I wanted each one. I think each one of us are unique in our own ways. We have our different voice. We have a different way of writing. We have a different set of uh, personality. So swipe files sometimes you copy and paste. You actually take away the thinking. But what I do is I give you the guidelines and frameworks. And from there, you take it on and you basically write in your own language. So that's, uh, that's the purpose of me creating uh, this uh, email course. Right, right, right. So basically, for those who are interested, right, I've already put in the link. Andrew actually just launched this, uh, you know, today. So the whole idea here is uh, because we work together on this course uh, very closely because for those who are in my FAA, uh, for those who sign up to the, my 60C bundle of FAA plus my GIC, right, uh, you should already have this course in your library right now you can go in and go and access it you can learn and if you have any questions right remember to go back to our faa group to ask you know andrew is inside there you know whatever questions regarding this course is going to be answered by the man himself so um yeah and for those who wants to work with andrew and all that andrew is ready and uh, he's positioning himself as the you know he really want to help more people get email marketing right i think this is really some 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 holes that a lot of businesses are actually having right now like like like, like what andrew said it's your asset you have gathered so many emails or email email addresses and all that, and these are the people who are ready to hear from you because they bought from you, either they, they submitted to you and all that. You need to do something about this. And the moment you're able to do this, the create, I mean, the the what do we got the return is huge. Like I said from the very, very beginning just now, currently my list 
I think we are we are closing to 2008 right now. It's growing very fast right now. Um, it's making me three two to three thousand dollars every month. Yeah. Okay, I'll be talking about US dollar. So it, it's a very good return. Can you imagine? I was having this list of about a thousand people for the past ten years. I I couldn't even make money out of it. Not to say I want to make money from the list. You see, it's the people who are ready to be. To, to, to buy from you, but you're actually leaving it on the table. I think that's a very big mistake that we are making right now. And uh, like I always like to tell people, if you don't yep. put email marketing in your digital marketing mix, you're missing the mark. Now, thank you, Andrew. I want to bring this up for our next episode. Uh, if, if you watch up to now, right, for those who, who watch up to now, thank you so much. You're watching the Three Marketer Show. I'm your host, Jason. We have Manfred and Andrew. Uh, we are the, the co-hosts of this show. So basically, every Wednesday, 10 p.m., we're going to come live over here, uh, and as well as uh, Andrew's uh, Facebook page and my YouTube channel. So we're going to go live every week on Wednesday, 10 p.m., to discuss one specific topic about digital marketing. Now, next week, we're going to have a guest. Now, I want to yep. give it, give, I want to pass this to Manfred to introduce our guest next week and the topic of next week. I mean, the, the Three Marketer Show is hitting 10 episodes next week so Manfred over to you okay uh, for the next week uh, I have a friend his name is Ian he's uh, owned an agency and uh, he's an all-rounder digital marketer I hope that he can come more often so he will be covering one missing topic that I think is quite obvious among digital marketing is SEM paid search for, for Google he will be covering that next week and if you've got any questions do drop us a message then we'll find out more but before we, we wrap up the show, I just want to highlight one more thing. I think we also need to mention customer segmentation. Yeah. Customer segmentation where different people is put into different buckets then you, 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 you talk to them in a the different message. The content has to be relevant. And I have some uh, marketing automation experience I used to do in Loqua for B2B, which uh, was a quite a steep learning curve. I realized some mistakes also. One major mistake that my fellow marketers always like to do is they like to put a lot of pictures, uh, pictures, mm. uh, and they take a lot of pictures. is very important, the positioning. They are missing the mark. I think the most important in terms of email, I would like to highlight is the headlines. You should spend a lot of time on the headlines. And the other thing is your offer. If your offer sucks inside the email, there's nothing. I agree. I agree. I agree. I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, that's all for my part. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank you so much. Andrew, any last yeah. last suggestions or any wrap up, you know, for this for everyone who is watching up to now. We still got some people who is watching right now. Any any last few advice or suggestions that you have for about me email marketing to wrap this up? Go don't worry about the technicalities of email. Start sending your emails now because it is far cheaper than placing ads on Facebook. It's far cheaper mm -hmm. than placing ads on Google search. And it's available to you. And like Jason mentioned, they already know you, right? Uh, you, can, you, can, you can either learn from, from my class uh, on writing the, the, the nuances of emails, or you can basically watch how other people write their emails. And then just, you basically just uh, copy the guidelines from that. But start doing it because it's important now to get your message out to the people who already given your email address and they deserve some respect from you. Right, right. 
Thank you so much, Andrew. I think this is a this is a good wrap. Although we have a bit of delay where Andrew is now, you know, kind of like you, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think we need to work on the, the 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 router part. But yeah, nonetheless, you know, everyone else, uh, I think thank you so much. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, this is already our ninth episode. So if you are still watching this, if you are if you are here, uh, all of a sudden for uh, for no reason, remember to hit the subscribe and the follow button to make sure that. Uh, you, you, you'll be notified whenever you go live in the future. And for questions, remember, next week we're going to talk about search marketing, search engine marketing, which is, you know, paid ads, right? Pay search, pay search, pay search ads. So next week, if you have any questions about pay search ads, bring us in, post on my Facebook page and uh, send me the DM and all that. And next week we're going to grill Ian, you know, for this yeah. thing. All right, I'll see you next week. Thank you so much. This is the Three Marketer Show. And this is me, Jason, and, and uh, me, Manfred, and Andrew. Thank you so much for watching, and I'll see you. We will see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you.